Um, so you'll have to forgive me, I've had a bit of a cold this week, so I'm a bit croaky. Um, one thing that I read on the news, uh, I don't know whether you saw it, the, the Pope criticised Donald Trump. Did you hear about that? His words were, a, well, and it started a bit of a bit of a, an argument between them, but uh, Donald Trump tried to fix the, mend the fences. Uh, the Pope said, a person who thinks only about building walls, wherever they may be, and not building bridges is not Christian. This is not the gospel. Now, I'm not here to talk about politics, uh, whatever I agree with or don't agree with in, in the American politics, and I'm not here to talk about the Pope, but the Pope's spot on there. It's, remember that the, the gospel is about building bridges, it's about making those relationships, it's about reaching out. <coughs> And that I do agree with him on. Um, I'm going to cover a little bit about what Mike uh, uh, talked about last week. Mike talked about this, uh, these few people uh, that it talks about in the Antioch Church, this stream team, as he, as he uh, mentioned. Um, before that, I'm going to talk about the, the context of this passage um, in the wider scheme of Acts. So in Acts chapter 1 we see that Jesus says that by the power of the Holy Spirit, the dis uh, disciples will witness about Jesus' message in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. So that gives us a, a template for Acts and it shows us where we're going. In fact, where Luke takes us is he, he's pointing towards uh, Paul going to Rome. And you've got to think, well, Rome's just one little part of the world, but we'll, we can talk about, we'll, we'll talk about that as we approach there. But we see Paul going out to the rest of the world in these few, few passages. Um, in chapter 2, we see the coming of the Holy Spirit. In chapters 3 to 6, we see the Christians establishing the church and what it means in Jerusalem. In chapter 7 and 8, we see the first Christian martyr, Stephen, being stoned and that leads to great persecution on the church and the church suddenly spreading out in spite of and actually because of this persecution. And in chapter 9 we see that the chief among the persecutors, uh, the greatest enemy of the church, uh, Paul or Saul as he was known back then, is converted and that's an amazing thing and God calls Paul his uh, messenger to the Gentiles. Paul calls himself the apostle. He is the God, God's messenger to the Gentiles. And just as we, he's ready to do his ministry, just as he's prepared to do his ministry, just as he's uh, prepared to go out, we suddenly stop in this uh, spreading of the gospel and there's a sudden refocusing of Peter. And I don't know whether you remember that in, in chapter 9. We, uh, talked about that, chapter 9, 10, and 11. Um, there is this, this section between chapters 9, and, uh, 9 to 12 where the spread of the gospel suddenly stops and we have a refocusing on Peter. So Peter does a few miracles and what we see there is that God is reconfirming that this spreading of the gospel, this plan for the gospel, it's not Paul's idea as some people will tell you nowadays. It's not this new, something new, even though it's in chapter one, it's, it's not, you know, it's not new. P 
Peter, who Jesus said, I will build my church on you. You are the rock on whom I'm going to build my church. He is the one who goes to the Gentiles. He suddenly comes up with, you know, suddenly gets a vision. Ah, I've got to go to the Gentiles. And tentatively and scared, he goes to the Gentiles and he preaches to the Gentiles. He, He performs these miracles and we see as the church progresses in Acts, God confirms that his, uh, this is his work. Through Jesus, signs and wonders, this is my son. Through Peter, this is my ministry. The same words, Peter uses the same words to heal, uh, heal the, um, the paralytic man. He, uh, and, and now we see signs and wonders for, for Paul. So Peter establishes the church, the new church in Antioch, and we see a new base in Antioch. These, uh, these people who look down, it says that these people uh, in Antioch, there were prophets and teachers and evangelists and missionaries. These people were going out into the world. This dream team is part of a bigger church. And so Antioch is the new base this is the new place that Paul returns to after each of his missionary journeys. This is the place that, where Paul uses as his base. So I want to ask today in Booker Inda, I want to ask the question, are we thinking about what we can do as a church to reach out? Or are we thinking, like some of them might be, Oh, it's not Jerusalem. In Jerusalem, it was better. We had the we had the apostles. In Jerusalem, we had really good singing. We had really good. I'm not saying Anthony's not good. <laughs> we had really good Bible teaching, and I'm not saying Craig's not good. I'm just saying that I know that I'm sometimes guilty of that. I was from a really lively, young, uh, kind of very fluid church in in uh, London. And I do sometimes look back and I say, I miss those guys. Um, But are we looking to make this our home? This is our new spiritual home. This is our our church. This is our family. Are we looking to make this our new spiritual home? Is this the place where we we will be building up evangelists, missionaries, building up Bible teaching people to go out and talk to others and to go and plant churches now i know that some of you have come over from the west and i think that's that's quite a long way to go come from west jv and wouldn't it be great if we you know if we raised up teachers and enough people in the church this church bible teaching people in this church to plant another church over there wouldn't that be wonderful not just because you don't have to wake up quite so early on a sunday morning but so that we can spread the gospel even more and so that the church can grow. This is the model that we see in chapters 9 to 12. The spread of the gospel takes a halt. And wherever, Peter, uh, sorry, wherever Paul goes in his ministry, sometimes he gets chased away from there, but always he returns and there is a church built. And you can see in his letters that these churches thrive and he makes sure that he sends people who are, uh, who are uh, brought up to teach the scriptures faithfully. 
And that's, as a church, what we, what we really should be doing. Building people up, the Bible studies, the, the, the teaching, encouraging one another, discipling one another to make sure that we are growing as Christians and that one day we can, well, we can send out missionaries, evangelists and church planters. So, do we see ourselves as another Antioch? Can we build this church up into another Antioch? So, on to my second point. Um, we often think of Paul as this towering hero of faith, and, and he is. Um, and he must have been a powerful speaker, for wherever he went, people listened. Um, and people threw, threw rocks. Uh, I haven't got to that point yet. Um, some my students uh, once or twice have fallen asleep in my lessons, so I'm taking that as kind of the opposite side. So um, if I get to the point where people are throwing rocks, then maybe I can say I, I've made it, but uh, not yet. Um, and sometimes we see, we, we have Barnabas, maybe he, Barnabas is the, the sidekick, the Robin to his Batman, or maybe if, if you like, the Sarah Palin to his Donald Trump. Another political reference there. And we see Mark and Luke sometimes come uh, along to, to the journeys, and we see others. But what we have to remember, what we can see in this passage, is that Paul is not alone. The church fast and pray for him. Someone once uh, counted all the names in the New Testament who supported Paul. This is the named people, and it came to around 80. 80 people. Those are the, just the named people. And there are just countless other named people, and non-named people who, who supported Paul. Paul thanks all of these churches who supported him. So many people they couldn't name. He didn't do it alone. And as a church, this is what we should be doing, is we should be uh, supporting him. And so the question, again a question, what has is, what is God called you to do in this place? Can we play our part? Let's have a look at this next passage, uh, part of the passage. Now, obviously the proconsul, um, this person is a key person. This person is an important person. Uh, he is important to the spreading of the gospel. Uh, God makes sure that he, uh, that he hears the gospel. And, and so he puts aside this, this guy called Bar-Jesus. Um, but before you go off trying to convert the, the CEO of your company or the, the head of your division or maybe even getting on a flight and going and trying to get an interview with Donald Trump, um, I want to encourage you again why has, to think, why has God put you in this place? Now, I wonder whether you've heard of a guy called uh, Dr. Mordecai Ham. A couple of you have, but probably most of you haven't. If, if you asked me uh, a couple of days ago, I'd probably, uh, I've, you know, I know his story, and I'd heard of him before, but I'm useless with names, so I probably wouldn't have, I, I can't, I would say I, I don't know. Now, Dr. Mordecai Ham, when you listen to his testimony, he talks about how he often despaired about how his, his ministry was so small. His Christian, uh, um, his Christian meetings were poorly attended. And he wondered sometimes whether he was doing Jesus' work. But he tells about a Christian meeting that he held. And two young boys would come along. And one of those boys 
in the, you know, those two boys came forward and devoted their lives to God. And one of those boys was named Billy Graham. And so this seemingly young, insignificant boy who he had no idea what Billy Graham would go on to do was converted through Do, uh, Dr. Mordecai Ham's ministry. So we have to trust God that he has placed us here he has given us the friends that we have. He has given those people to listen to us. He's given us the character we have that we will make the friends that we have so that we will witness to them. That's why we're here. And uh, what about this false prophet, um, Bar-Jesus, uh, or Elimaeus the magician, as he was known? Again, we've, we've no, we know that the, the signs and wonders were there to confirm Jesus' ministry. Um, we know that his teaching also confirmed his ministry, but the signs and wonders were there to give a kind of rubber stamp. This is my son, uh, God said. And for Paul, the, the signs and wonders were there. And again, now, just as Paul is going out, this miracle happens. God is saying, this is my servant as clearly as anything else in, in this passage. This is God's ministry. There is no doubting that Paul is doing God's work. Um, and, and we see that for the rest of Acts. Time and again, when, when, uh, when Paul goes to a new place, he performs some signs and wonders. He even raises someone from the dead. And I think I talked about this in a sermon a, a, yeah, a couple of months ago. There are only five people in the Bible that actually raised people from the dead. And for me, time and again, when God has called me to a new place, he's confirmed my ministry. And so I, I've got to tell you about, I, you know, uh, the times when I've gone out to a new place. I've been prayerful and a bit nervous and not sure, but God has always said, this is where I want you. In my last school, I spent 10 years in my last school, but when I was applying for my job in my last school, I, when I got the job, I prayed about it, I wasn't sure, but two weeks later, I ran into a friend from university and he said, oh, that's my old school. You know, it's, uh, it's a school affiliated to the camp, Christian camp that I work on, and the old, li the old librarian actually runs the Christian work there and we've been praying for years and years and years that a Christian can become a teacher there and I thought okay God yeah I can see why you're sending me here now it's, I'm going to have to step up and actually yeah, do something here so yeah okay thanks God and uh, when I came to here um, it, to Malaysia um, there are all sorts of reasons why I knew that um, the school that I'm working in now was the right school. The head was very supportive. The head told me about that there wasn't any Christian work going on. And when I came here, I, I had a quick look on the internet for, for churches around the place. I did visit a couple of churches. And I thought, mm, this, it's, it's, it's difficult. And I saw, if you look at the website, you can see that there is no doubt that this is a Bible-believing, Bible-teaching, Bible-based church absolutely no doubt and then when I came I heard Craig's, uh, Craig's sermon and I thought yes this is someone who will uh, feed the gospel to me and I will grow through it 
and when I met up with Craig, he, he even he hadn't heard any of my you know me talking. And in fact, the, my first sermon, even though I'd led Bible studies and I'd talked in the, the Christian group at school, he'd never heard a sermon of mine. And he said, "Come and come and give a sermon." And I knew that God was calling me to work in this place. And so I would encourage you, pray about what God wants you to do in your place of work or maybe in this church. Trust in him. Be patient. It's not always straight away that he says, yes, you're here in the right place. But sometimes he does and he will confirm it absolutely. I have faith that he will. Uh, And finally, when we look at the passage, those people, and there will be people who will oppose you unreasonably, unexplicably, uh, just very strangely out of the blue, they will oppose you. We can see here that there will be nothing that will stop you because God will make sure of it. God's gospel will go out to the people who it's meant to go out to. Nothing is more powerful. I was uh, talking to a, a lady this week and, and she said uh, about my Christian faith, she said, well, actions speak louder than words. And I agree with that, yes. But nothing is more powerful than the word of God. Without words, the actions are also meaningless. Let me pray for us. Father, I pray for this church. I pray for all of us in this family, Lord. We are um, we are here for you. Lord, we pray, use us. Bind us together into a family. Build us up. And Lord, I pray, as, as difficult as it is and it will... As, as hard as it is uh, to send people out, Lord, help us to send people out because we know that we will have eternity together um, and look forward to that, Lord. Uh, we pray that we will be a church that will build up missionaries and evangelists and church planters. Lord, help us to take inspiration from Paul and Antioch. And Lord, we pray that you inspire us and fill us with your Holy Spirit to do your work. In Jesus' name, amen.